I'm Marissa Norcross. And I'm Dave Freund, and this is The Next Page. Marissa, how are you today? This beautiful, summery day. Yeah. Oh, I, I am great. I got some work done in my garden today. And awesome. I'm really enjoying that new hobby. And now here we are. It's a Friday evening, headed into a yes. weekend. Yep, we're recording a little later in the week because mm-hmm. I couldn't get my act together. <laughs> but I did, finally, before the end of the week, so we don't have to do this on the weekend. But yeah, we're heading right into the weekend. Mm-hmm. So usually I, have, I ask you this at the end, but any special plans since we're heading into the weekend? Um, we will just, can, we have uh, some projects around here with some garden work, um, some just general yard work, things like that. And it's funny, I normally in the past would not have considered that a, a good weekend, but I'm, I think mm. we're starting to really enjoy doing those things now that the kids are a little bit older and it's not so difficult to get that That's time. Great. So we're super, and we can, you know, they help out and which gives them pride in their work and helps them understand taking care of things so yep yeah how about you that, that's great um nothing super special um do have uh my my cousin's son's coming staying with my kids this weekend and I, it's always great to see uh david and his wife um moving 36 yards of topsoil to my backyard to try to get the backyard in a little better shape than it is right now so wow. yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a wonderful weekend mm-hmm even though I have nothing super special planned. So, yeah, it's good. So, hey, when I sent you my post, which you only got this morning, <laughs> what were your thoughts? You know, it, it really surprised me. Um, and it did get me thinking, which I think we can get into later. But the first thing that came into my mind was I, I wanted to know, like, where is this coming from? Why were you mm-hmm. reflecting on this? Why were you thinking about this why are you asking am i teachable right so i so the the post that came out today says am i teachable and being teachable is the, is really the cornerstone of growth if you're not teachable you can't grow and you know our listeners know that i love podcasts and i was listening to a podcast this week and in that podcast uh someone talked about the fact that they were a very good speaker, but they were asking an even better speaker to critique their work because they were on a book tour. And so there were going to be a lot of opportunities to speak. And it, and it really got me to reflect. And, and, and I think I've even said this on the podcast in the past, but when I was in school, I was afraid to look stupid. So I wouldn't ask questions about things I didn't know. Well, the problem is it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because if you don't ask the question and nobody else does, you stay stupid. Mm-hmm. You don't some miraculous way just, you know, absorb this knowledge without asking the question. And, and so I thought, well, you know, but certainly I'm a teachable person. I'm hungry to learn. Um, you know, I, I just I love to, to learn new things. And then I had to ask myself these questions. What things in life did I miss because I wasn't willing to ask a question? That got me thinking back about, because see, you see, when I was, as soon as I said to myself, I'm teachable, something inside of me said, are you sure? So I went back to, so that first question, what things in life did I miss because I wasn't willing to ask a question, really spoke to when I was younger in, you know, junior high and in high school. Um, but then the next question 
really hit me. What things in life do I still not know because I haven't asked questions? And, and it really got me reflecting. Are there things that I'm... I'm and, and there are still things, not are there. There must be still things that I don't ask because I don't want people to think I don't know. So what's that? That's arrogance. That's pride. That's all that is. And then I got to the third question, which really got me concerned. What will I continue to not know because I won't ask certain questions? Mm -hmm. And that's when you get to, okay, that's where the rubber meets the road. And I just said, enough. I'm not going down that. I am not going to continue the rest of my life worried about what people are going to think when I say, could you, I don't understand that. You know, I'm sorry, I didn't get what you meant. And, and you would think that somebody that spends a significant part of every week coaching people and asking questions, it would just be natural. But what I realized was there is still this natural protective instinct that's rooted in pride. I don't want people to realize I don't know. And so then I started reflecting more on, okay, so... This, this gentleman, and I forgot the gentleman's name, that was asking for a critique on his, on his speaking, it, it got me thinking. And I mentioned to this, this to you before we hit record. You know, every year I go to my Maxwell certification. I have to go at least once a year. They run it twice. Thankfully, since it's virtual and in person now, I can do it twice and not, you know, have to pay a ton of money for hotels and flights. But I never go to one of the workshops on speaking. And I'm like, why don't I do that? Well, that's my, that's my, more of my gifted area. You know, um, as a pastor, I spend a lot of time speaking. As a teacher, a trainer, I spend a lot of time teaching and training and speaking. So what I realized was in my giftedness, I wasn't willing to, or wasn't thinking, maybe that's a better way to put it. I wasn't thinking about how can I get really better I would like fine tune things. I would listen to things. I read the, the feedback. You know, I just finished a class on Thursday and I read all the, 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 the questionnaires, the surveys, you know, what can I do better, that type of thing. But not really digging in and saying, could you please listen to this and tell me what I could do better? So that's when I realized that I really wasn't as teachable as I thought I was. So why did you find that surprising? Um, you know, I, I don't know. I think it just took me by surprise that, that you were questioning this about yourself. And I guess there were just things I learned about you that I didn't know mm -hmm. from reading this. And, okay. but it, it's one of those things that unless someone, you know, like you brings it up, I, pro my, I probably wouldn't have come to this reflection naturally. It wouldn't be one of those things that I, you know, just ask myself, like, am I teachable? Yeah. And, you know, and so, and, and our listeners know, if we want to know what Dave is thinking, if we want to know what's going on in Dave's life, listen to the podcast, mm -hmm. read his post. And I, and so I, when I, when I sense this in myself, when I sense that there's an issue that I need to address, I also realize I may not be the only person that has some of those challenges. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm, I'm getting ready to, uh, to do a 360 for someone. And 
so in the post, I talked about things that, you know, you need to be asking for feedback. You need to be seeking this from people. And, and really, one of the tools that will catapult a person's leadership growth is a 360 assessment. There is nothing that can catapult a person's growth more than that. And, and so we're talking about, you know, this, this uh, one person doing a 360. And, and I made a point, to, and I was on the phone with him, and I, and I asked him this multiple times, are you willing to put in the work? and to really listen to the feedback. Because, so what I'm asking him is, are you teachable? Mm-hmm. Now, if I would say to him, do you think you're teachable? He'd say, oh, absolutely, I'm teachable. I love to read this, and I love to do that. And I, okay, great. You're into learning. <laughs> but teachable is when I'm asking somebody to tell me something that might make me a little bit uncomfortable, but it's something that I really, really need to hear or I'm not going to grow. So thankfully, this, this um, gentleman said, absolutely, I am. Absolutely, I am. So we're going we're gonna, to you know, get in there and, and do the 360, and we'll find out how teachable he really is. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hopeful he will be. Um, now, in terms of, you know, and some people will say, well, you know, I can't do a 360 because, boy, some of that information that I might hear could be, could be rough. Yeah, it could be. And to be honest, it probably will be <laughs> to, to some degree. But whenever I have a conversation with somebody about that, I say, listen, let me tell you about the, one, of the, one of the worst 360s I ever did. And I talk about a gentleman. And when, I got his three, when he did his 360, he took it to heart. He literally read it to himself every day for months. <laughs> and he transformed from a jerk of a boss to an inspirational leader. Wow. He was truly teachable. Mm-hmm. Somebody in his mid-50s who was successful, was good at what he did by his own words, and he must have been or his company wouldn't have wanted to invest in him to, have, uh, to do uh, 360 and coaching. But he, it was amazing. Uh, he is my star poop pupil. And, and whenever somebody says, I, I, you know, I think I might want to do a 360. I say, would you be willing to talk to Mike? And Mike's absolutely, he'll call him. Mm-hmm. Because he lives out being teachable. So I think pride is one reason. Pride or insecurity, it might be another word, is, is, is the reason why I was not as teachable as I should be. Can, can you think of any other reasons why people may not be teachable? Hmm. I mean, I mean that's, a, that's a tough question. Maybe just thinking, you know, I've, I've been this way for so long. Why change now? Or maybe, it, hmm. you know, like, oh, I've only got 10 years of, of working left. You know, why should I bother? Right. Like that, those kinds of excuses. Okay. But yeah. I, I think a sure. lot of it, though, is rooted in insecurity or yeah. pride. I think... Um, sometimes arrogance, but I would say that it's more in insecurity. Um, and, and I yeah, like I the idea, right. uh, like thinking about asking for feedback and trying to grow in the areas where you're gifted. I think sometimes we try to do the opposite, right? Like in your public yep. speaking example, um, saying, well, I know I'm good at that. And, uh, but I'm, I'm not so good at say, um, 
you know, marketing or creating materials. Right. Right. But, you know, you probably would have had a greater return on investing in something that you were just nurturing. Because if we're not nurturing the things that we're good at, we they become stale. And, yes. you know, newer, better methods or people or talents right. arrive and, and you can be wiped out. And I, and I think it's more exciting when you're growing in an area that you're good at or that you love yeah. or that you're passionate about. Maybe because maybe it's something that you're maybe not totally gifted in yet, mm-hmm. but you're really passionate about it. That's another sure. great place to, you know, invest time. Yeah. And, and you know, I'm, I'm thinking about, um, um, I, I have a, uh, I'm thinking of, of a young person that, that was good at playing an instrument. Mm-hmm. They had giftedness in it, but they still needed the master musician to unlock some doors mm-hmm. because there's things that you don't. So giftedness, let's say, and even for, you know, for me, when I, when I, when I played, I used to play the trumpet a long time ago. Um, and I remember when my band teacher, when I was in seventh grade, said to my parents, I think he should get some private lessons. And I think he needs a better instrument, mm-hmm. a higher quality instrument. And what Mr. Bishop was seeing was that there was some giftedness there, but we still needed to unlock the potential. And, and so oftentimes people that are gifted may think, well, I've already mastered it, but they haven't because they haven't had someone take them to the next level of potential. Mm-hmm. And, and it was interesting. So in this, in this, uh, this uh, podcast I was listening to where the gentleman was saying, you know, I had asked this truly masterful communicator to give me critiques and and it was interesting. Somebody said, so you were brutally honest. And they said, no, not brutally honest. Brutally honest would be if they didn't ask for feedback. But he said, since he asked, I was simply giving him factual feedback. And the person was an accomplished speaker already. But being able to ask for the feedback took him to another level of being able. And, and what it was was he said, I'm now able to really connect with an audience. And they gave an example of where they had gone somewhere. And um, I think that it was going to be a meeting with a bunch of mayors from different cities. And, and the mayors were so overwhelmed by concerns related to COVID. Mm-hmm. Wow, I actually said that word. I, I know, it took me we by have not said I have not said that word in like a year. <laughs> I almost Maybe fell I off my chair. Whoa. So anyways, these mayors were, well, you know why we can talk about it now is because we're coming out of it, mm-hmm. right? Yep. I still feel a little awkward when I go into a store without a mask. But anyways, I'm glad that I can. Um, but so these mayors were really concerned about COVID and what, and what this speaker realized was, I can't give them the talk that I was going to give them. They're too concerned about something that's going on in their, in their cities. Mm-hmm. So he changed the topic. But he did something else. Instead of standing at a lectern up on a dais of some sort, he came down off the stage and sat on the front of the stage in a more conversational way. That is something that an exceptional speaker would pick up on. Mm -hmm. 
because what he was trying to do, and, and so what, what the gifted speaker was saying to the one that was learning to be a more gifted speaker, you have to first connect. And once they realize that you're interested in them emotionally, then they're going to be able to listen to whatever it, whatever it is you want to say. And, I, and for me, that was just so profound. Like, wow, I just, you know, I need to be more sensitive in reading the room. Now, if you're going to read the room, you got to get to the room early and talk to the people as they're coming in so that they can really, that's when you're going to get, that's, that's when this person picked up on the fact these mares are really stressed. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give my teaching. So, but, but those are things that you're only going to learn if you ask somebody to give you feedback or if you really watch people. So the other thing I would say to people is if you feel you're gifted in a certain area and you want to be really teachable, find people that are better than you and see what they're doing. And maybe even ask them, so how did you do that? That's being truly teachable. So I'm kind of excited. You know, um, I went from, oh man, I'm, I'm in a bad spot here, to, wow, I, so the thing is, what will I continue not to know because I won't ask certain questions? I think the answer is going to be nothing. Because what do I have to lose? Right? Right. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm almost 60 years old. <laughs> Still can't believe that. But anyways, I'm almost 60 years old. And my last 10 years, you were the one that said, well, maybe they only have 10 years left. And I said, that's, that's me. As soon as she said that, I'm thinking, she's thinking about me. Mm-hmm. I've got 10 years left. What am I going to do with them? And I am committing to you and our listeners that I will be teachable and I will ask the question. Because my guess is there's other people in the room that don't know the answer either. They just are afraid to ask. So that's all I got. Well, you know, something something to think about for sure. I will be reading this again and, and asking myself some questions. Well, you know, and, and Marissa, that was the point. You know, not that mm-hmm. you would do it, but again... I'm sure other people are wrestling with the same thing. Mm -hmm. And if you think about where you might need to be asking questions, maybe it's work-related. Maybe it's Mm relationship-related. Maybe it's parenting-related. Whatever it might be. And every one of us can do better. That's why when I tell people to build a life plan or a growth plan, you build it based on your values. What, What are the five or six things you value in life? Mm-hmm. And then you build your growth plan around those values, and that will force you to ask some questions that you may not want <laughs> to ask. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's going to make you better. Mm-hmm. So, hey, next week, this is like the season finale <laughs> of season four. I know. If we had, I, you know, I think that maybe we never put seasons atta- attached to our episodes we because we. Maybe we didn't think we'd make it this far. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. We never thought there is no way this is going to last more than a year. But if we but, did put seasons, this would be the final episode of season four. And next week starts season five. Mm-hmm. Wow. I know. And you're going to say, so what are we talking about next week? And I'm going to say, I have no idea. But. I'm sure I'll experience something between now and <laughs> hopefully not next Friday. Um, 
but yeah, there, there, there is actually something that I'm thinking about, but it hasn't fully, it hasn't fully formulated in my, in my head. So mm-hmm. maybe that's our cliffhanger <laughs> for, for next week. <laughs> it's, it's nothing like, you know, who shot Jr. Of course, you're too young to remember who shot Jr. There was a, this drama evening soap opera thing called Dallas years ago and J.R. Ewing got shot, and nobody knew who shot J.R. It's nothing. It won't be anything as pivotal as that, though. (laughs) So with that, I'm Dave Freund. I'm Marissa Norcross. And this was The Next Page. 